When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, and welcome to another episode of Post Conference Presser. Banfield Index. Ladies and gents, it feels a long time in a weird way, doesn't it? Because the games have been flowing thick and fast and now Liverpool are in this period of a game a week, which makes it sound like it's quiet, but there is a raft of things going on in and outside the club, isn't there? And injuries, off the field concerns, when are people returning, Burnley on the horizon, Jurgen Klopp's Q&As, we will walk through it all, won't we? Ahead of a game where there'll be 60,000 people in Anfield, which is what we've been waiting for. We're nearly there, just another 1,000 for max capacity, but it should be some atmosphere tomorrow. But before we get to tomorrow, let's talk about what Jürgen was asked today. So the normal Q&As, let's run through them. The first question was asked, it's the normal Sky, Vinny O'Connor. Blue cards, I'm sure we've all seen the headlines, haven't we? A blue card, almost an in-betweener. A yellow and a red, it's like a Simbin type thing. What were his thoughts? What did Jurgen Klopp say? He said, everything with the situation currently shows we should make it as simple as possible. And we're often emotional when we speak about it, and that's after the games. The intro of a new card will give more opportunities to fail as there'll be questions about, is that a yellow, is it a blue, is it a red, and so on and so on. It just makes it more complicated. I've no problem with testing it, but if that is just the first step to agreeing, I don't know. It doesn't sound like a fantastic idea at the moment, but I can't remember the last idea the IFAB had. I'm 56. Oh, well, can't like that finish already. Very classy there in a, in a nice, passive-aggressive way from the manager. Yeah, it's, it's a weird one, this, isn't it? You, you will all have your opinions. I've seen some on social media where people think, this is good, actually. I wouldn't mind this at all. You know, sometimes it is a halfway house between a sim being a bit like rugby. There's advocates for that. There's advocates for why are we doing things like this on the Jurgen Klopp side? Like simplify it even further, take away some of the things we have at the moment, VAR being the, the key one. I, I'm probably in the camp that, and again, we all be different. There's no right or wrong with this. I'm in the camp that there's a lot more problems than blue cards or this to fix at the moment. Let's get the other stuff sorted, simplified, made better, 
VAR, I'm not opening that kind of worms. You'll have your thoughts on that one. But it sounds like, and I get what Jürgen's saying when they do these things, they're sometimes oh, we're introducing it, we're testing it, it's a pilot. Nothing's ever a pilot with IFAB, is it? It just comes in and that's it. But if you phrase it that way, it seems as a soft introduction. So if it does come in, you'd be surprised if it wasn't here to stay. But let's see. The next question he was asked about the Arsenal defeat, a setback, you know, did you have to try and lift people around the place? Interesting what he said. We lost a few games and it felt like that. People say before you only lost to, to Tottenham and before that it was Manchester City. I didn't feel for a second like that, but not because of the situation we're in, but we lost the game and we didn't play particularly well. That's just how it goes. A few days before that, though, we played in large parts, to be honest, the best game of the season against Chelsea and it was a top-class performance. Everyone saw the other night how good we they can be if you let them. We don't take these things lightly and at Arsenal, you can lose. That's the only thing you can do is react and that's what we have to do. It wasn't even close to our standards. It all comes, though, with the way we defend and that's the main point we're talking about. And Jurgen Klopp has said this many a time, hasn't he? He's defending from the front. He's put that pressing, counter-pressing. He said that many, many a time. We didn't really do anything. You can say, talk about Arsenal. We didn't really do anything right. The forwards, the defence, the midfield, no one particularly played well. I think we've said this. McAllister maybe with the briefest of pass marks. You got unexpected errors from all your main candidates as well, who you'd rely on normally. Alisson, BVD, Trent was poor. It's one of those. But the reaction, the comeback is more important than the setback. Then probably got to the juiciest bit I think people were looking for because we've all seen many a thing in articles or updates or not so much as the case may be on social media. So we got asked about the injury front, didn't he? So Thiago, Zabozlai, McAllister all mentioned, Endo as well. So Endo's available, but we do have a few problems. Thiago is not cool. He looked fantastic in training and we showed things on LFC TV, I'm sure you've all seen. It's a muscle issue. We don't know the extent and it's really not good news for everybody. Dom, he's running outside at the moment in the snow and the rain. He's not ready for tomorrow, but we have to see. He's pretty much pain-free, but it's pretty much the same injury as he had before. So this season, yeah, Thiago, yes, but we don't really think about getting it done. Is he, is he going to be in, out for the season, as a few rumours have suggested? Yes, but we don't really think about that until we get the full assessment done. It's not a big, big injury, but something nobody needed. Later on, and this was almost the final part, but I'll bring it forward, he was asked about Mo. So yeah, Mo hopefully is in parts of training next week, and it's positive for next week or the week after. If you were to ask him, though, it's next week. So let's break them down individually. Maybe breakdown is the wrong word to use when we're talking about injuries, but Tiago, as he said, they're, they're not cool situation. People have tweeted and comments on this galore, haven't they? I, personally, I just think it's sad more than anything. We signed a world-class talent. We don't normally do that. We, we know this. We make players world-class. We don't normally sign them when they're already world-class. He came and we were concerned about a few injuries and, and that type of thing in his background, but it just has the feeling. I mean, it, it, there is a real possibility that five minutes against Arsenal in our worst performance arguably of the season might be all that we see in this entire season. Neil Jones, I know, had written this morning in his sub stack and, and you know, uh, 
very respected, I think a sensational journalist, you know, writes well, speaks well on it, and the pods he does, and the short ones, etc. He wrote, didn't he, in his substack saying his information was that Tiago may, not definitely, because I think people are sort of putting that word in where it's not, may have played his last minute for the club, and people commented on that. For me, ultimately, just sad. That is how I see it. So Bosley, naturally Ben Boxack had come on and given us an update, hadn't he, on Stat Me Up around his, say, return schedule. Couldn't give an exact schedule, so that's lying even saying that word. But the fact he's running, it's definitely not going to be Burnley, but you'd be really hopeful, wouldn't you, that Brentford is sounding possible. Not guaranteed, because we know how these Jürgen updates go sometimes, but possible. Definitely better than this three to four weeks. Though he said, and it's interesting that yes, it's the same injury, but he's pain free at the moment. That's quite positive. And a week between games may work well for him. Mo Salah says, Oh, you need to know about Mo Salah. If you ask him, it will be next week. Be more than all right with that, wouldn't you? And about the timeline we expected realistically or hoped for around Mo Salah. So there was big updates there. He was then asked about a stupid question. I don't say this very often because I think sometimes people do say that's stupid and I'm like, no, I can understand the value in this question. Asked a very silly question about Connor Bradley and how he's doing and his mental state. As he said, quite rightly, we'll keep this brief. The mental state of a player is nothing we should discuss in public. That's logical. The boy's got as long as he needs with his family and from next week on, he may be back, but we have to see. It's completely up to him. There's no rush from us. And we want to support him. I'm not even going to comment on that. It's just Jürgen said what he said brilliantly and rightly is what it is. Was then asked about Burnley and you know where they are, how they're getting on. Was quite keen to, to sort of provide clarity in his thoughts and maybe a bit of a message to everyone as well. From the outside world, you may think this is a banana skin and you know that not that difficult for an opponent. That's not the way it is for us. Companies doing an incredible job, but sticking to the principles and still playing well. Fafan is now scoring a few goals and looks like someone who can hit the back of the net. When they lose, it's often close. It's often by the odd one or two. So we have to be spot on this weekend. And I agree with that. It's There's no excuses for not beating Burnley at Anfield. Let's be, if you want to win the title, you have to win this game. It's straightforward. You should win this game. It's fully expected. All the pressure should be on Liverpool correctly. It is a free hit for Burnley. However, the mentality, as we know, has got to be right. And the last thing was asked about was endo and problems and injuries. And he was keen to nail a point. You felt a, a little bit of a bee in his bonnet, maybe in a healthy way for Jurgen Klopp this week. He said, well, we came through that period really well without him, as in endo. But before he left, he was super influential and he gives us an opportunity to involve in his protection. Mo isn't back as well for a few weeks. And last week, you were talking to me about luxury program problems. Sorry. If anyone asked me that question now, I kick him out of the room. We'll talk about that once and a week later, we have a completely different situation. I get that as well. I also get the way the question was phrased a week and a couple of weeks ago. Liverpool have, timings-wise, had interconnecting injuries. What we mean by that is as Endo departed, McAllister was back, wasn't he? You've been able to rotate a player in that sense. As Salah went, Jota came back. So that's that's what was being referred to. However, 
picture's all changed a little bit this week. Players aren't back. So Bosley's not back. Canate suspended. Jürgen also revealed, because there was a few not in the pictures, like Joe Gomez, I suspect, is one. He wasn't in the training pictures this week. Jürgen revealed that a few players are struggling with flu. So we have to see how that affects us. So actually, you, you hope in a way the squad for Burnley might not be quite what you want. However, by Brentford in a further week's time, back to stronger, if not, when I say full strength, because we don't know. Yeah, so normally we look at the clues in the previous game. We'll keep this brief because it's been talked about to death. We don't like revisiting, but we have to be honest. Arsenal, a 3-1 defeat, the own goal. The honest thoughts were everything that went wrong could go wrong. Errors from the big players at the worst moments. Because let's be honest, it was a terrible game largely. 1-1, up until that error from Van Dijk and Allison. You can blame who you want on that one. I think they're both at fault in different stages. But that was how Arsenal got their goals, isn't it? Errors from Liverpool. It looked like battering us or breaking us down. So that that's the disappointment, but we've talked about that. And when we say about play their way in and out, you've got to just drop the entire team apart from Alexis McAllister, which you could make that argument for, but you're not going to. You're going to make an argument more for players want to put it right, back them, go again. And you look to things like Virgil afterwards saying that, we know we'll do better. Well, you know, we'll see you on Saturday that type of message, Jota saying similar things. So that is what we're going with. Burnley as a team, I mean, you don't want to be derogatory, but you've got to put everything in context. They are 19. They have only got 13 points. They have only won three games. That is factual. It's not about how you feel about it. That is factual. They have also got a few draws recently so they've drawn at home with Luton they drew the other day at home against Fulham and that was from being 2-0 down they've got the boy Fafana on loan from Chelsea he got a few goals in that so Jürgen mentioned him he could be a threat the other threat you could look at is Amandini he's got five there's a lot of players and sort of three goals that type but they're not big scorers as we know by any means if Liverpool are going to be serious title contenders they should win this Regardless of injuries, regardless of the banana skin option, you should be putting your strongest team you can out in this one because there's a week till the next game as well. And winning it, people will say, oh, you should be winning it. Well, there's an argument to be made for that. But at this time in the season, especially the way things are going, with injuries and stuff like that, just a solid win with no injuries you would take all day. A 1-0, a 2-0 with no injuries. And, you know, players coming back ahead of Brentford. I know we're jumping ahead here, but... It's that type of game. The biggest threats, I would say, you wonder what Fafana said, banana skin element, as Jurgen Klopp mentioned, the mentality. But other than that, let's not for one second make any excuses for not winning here at Anfield in front of 60,000 and everything that entails. Final points to say, as we know, we go for the formation, the lineup, and the predicted score and scorer. So here's what it is for me. And maybe there's limitations in certain parts. At the back, it's Alisson and Nets. It's going to be Van Dijk and Kwanzaa in the centre-half. I know it sounds like Gomez could be one of the flus, so Van Dijk and Kwanzaa. The full-backs, it's the wingmen. It's Andy Robbo on the left. It's Trent on the right. Again, neither was Gray. I know Robbo didn't have too long against Arsenal, but they, they need to get up back up to speed and fast. This is the type of game where 
you'd, you'd handpick Burnley for them to as well. Don't let's not pretend any different. Sheffield United or Burnley would be who you'd handpick. So you get them in midfield. This is a bit of a debate. I would put Endo straight back in as the six. I'd move Curtis to the right. And I'd put Maka on the left. Now, I could play this a few ways. You could even go like a 4-2-3-1. So McAllister could be the double pivot with Endo. You can push Curtis a bit. And there's different ways you can play this. You can also make an argument, as some people will, Harvey Elliott against these. You know, to, to break it down, this is the perfect fixture for him to create. And he would be my option for the bench for that reason. Let's be honest, Harvey's better when he's coming on. The, the stats, what your eye test tells you that throughout the season. Grav, I think he's struggling. Not trying to, because I know people are jumping on him, but really struggled. Like 24 touches in all the game. And some did, you know, some didn't have that many, but really didn't look up the part, shall I say, at all. But again, if you're going to play him, maybe against Burnley might be one to get his confidence. But for me, that is how I would line up in the middle. Up top, again, thinking of playing the way in and out. Nunes out for Gapo against Arsenal was told to be tactical. Those were the words Jurgen Klopp used. I think that was an error. I think especially at home, you have to play Darwin Nunes. Jota has to play. And you could flip those between left and middle. They, they will interchange during the game as well, won't they? But those two have to play for me. And then on the right-hand side, Luis Diaz. That would be mine. I think Gakpo, and again, some people battered him, some people defended him, or, or however you see it, 23 touches didn't do enough, really. It just, I think there were some decent ish runs, but I, I think he's the obvious one. And he is hindered a bit, as people have mentioned. This is a fair context that he seems to play in a lot of positions. He's not getting a run in a set one. I get that. However, he comes out for me. Which leads to the final bit, ladies and gents. Who would be the score and scorers? For me, I think it will be 3-0. And I think Diogo Jota will open the scoring. But as I said, I will take a one or two. It's about results and no injuries for Saturday. And it all rolls on. I hope you all did well if you're listening in the ballot. I hope you got your tickets. hope you're looking forward to Wembley. I hope you're looking forward to things that develop, and more importantly, we are all looking forward to Saturday and the visit of Burnley and a chance to get the Reds back on a winning run. And that, ladies and gents, was post-conference presser for Anfield Index. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.